Welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast, brought to you by OnX. I'm your host, Brody Swisher, and this week we are continuing the turkey talk. We're going to keep it rolling. I know lots of guys have been reaching out, talking about photos, videos, turkey talk, just anything and everything wild turkey. Guys are eating it up right now. We're just a couple months out from things going down again. And all the turkey game kicking off and getting started once again. Man, what an awesome time of year. We look forward to spring every season. 2022 may just be the most exciting spring of all. Lots of cool stuff happening for a bunch of different hunters around the country. But it's also going to be hard to recap what took place in 2021. There was a lot of killer turkey content went down. A lot of great stories had and made in the 2021 turkey season. And one of the biggest of all was the run for a Grand Slam record. And uh, you saw that from John and Slade. Uh, Our guest this week is Slade Johnston. And Slade was kind of somewhat of the mastermind behind this record-setting Grand Slam. These guys set out to... Uh, see John kill uh, the Grand Slam and gosh, I don't know, 36 hours. We're going to hear the story from Slade, though, as they set out in 2021, the spring season, to take the record for the quickest Grand Slam to be had. We're going to hear that and uh, just kind of the backstory. Slade's involved in a lot of things regarding the wild turkey. Uh, every spring, he gets into some fun, fun stuff. And so we're going to hear his story, his, his journey, how he got started, what he's all into these days. So let's get Slade Johnston on the line and see what he has to say as we get into all things wild turkey for the spring 2022 season. Slade, what's happening, dude? Oh, just getting after it, man. You having a good day? Going good so far. Yeah, we've uh, we've had a big one. Just trying to work out a little things on the wrap up the week for work. Tried to kill a few ducks this morning and honestly just got froze. Literally got froze <laughs> out, man. Couldn't even get the, the boat to play right and the plug froze up just one of those mornings where you just say dude it's just everything's too frozen we're headed home this ain't gonna work and and i had one of my young boys with me so it was one of those that you know the lord just kind of tells you dude you need to chill and go back to the house and <laughs> try it again on another morning where everything's not falling apart so um, but, yeah pay attention to the signs sometimes that's right that's right well man i appreciate yeah, man. your time today and, and getting on here and, and talking a little bit turkey talk and i don't know if you remember how we met but i'm sitting here in my office and man i got all my podcast stuff set up on top of a yeti cooler and on this yeti cooler is this little uh can koozie it says send it on it and uh it's a cooler <laughs> comrade from uh i guess it was 2018 or 2019 maybe uh, me and the boys came by the the booth there and we met yeah. you and i think one of my boys was wearing a send it t-shirt that we sell and and uh, so I guess you or one of the guys there said, man, come here, and, and gave us this little send it koozie, can koozie, and it's been sitting right here on my Yeti cooler handle ever since. <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, again, I, whether you remember it or not, that's that's how we first came about, and you talked about uh, trips for trade and everything at that time and, and just really impressed with what you're up to and what you're doing and kind of been following your story, uh, just kind of creeping what you've been doing the last few years and, and – uh, and I love it, man. I love your story. So you were just a perfect fit to get in here and talk uh, for the Hunting Roots podcast, but also some content we're going to be rolling with here in the coming months with just talking Grand Slam with some articles I'll be working on and different things. And, and so I just thought, man, awesome. uh, we just need to catch up and, and talk and get us started with kind of telling the backstory on Slade Johnson, who you are, where you're from, what you do, and what are your roots, your hunting roots, and uh, how you got into the game and where it's led you to this point, what you're doing these days. 
Awesome, man. Well, thank you for that. And that's awesome. Uh, I, I had forgot about the koozie piece. I, I, I thought I remembered we met at that show yep. um, and, and talked to you there, but I forgot all about the koozie. Um, that's great, man. Yeah. Love, uh, love that. Love what you're doing. And, and I think hunting roots, like, you know, that's, that's something almost all of us can relate to. So, um, yeah. and kind of plays right into my story, man. I, I grew up in, in a small little town or in actually the middle of nowhere, close to a little small town called Butler, Alabama. And, yeah. um, we very fortunate, very blessed, man. I, my, my grandfather and was a huge outdoorsman. Um, our, our, we had a, a good bit of family land and then he had acquired a bunch of other property through leasing and, and land that he bought. Um, you know, just because we, they spent pretty much every bit of, their excess money if it wasn't given to the church if it wasn't spent on family you know they lived a modest lifestyle and they put it right back into the property and into you know hunting habitat so just realized i was you know super fortunate to grow up with that and um spent every free minute i could in the woods with him and he was he was i guess you could say a local legend for a a turkey hunter he Mm. i didn't realize it at the time but you know, you hear people as I got older talk about him like it, you know, he, he definitely was one of the, one of the first in the area and, and one of the best around. And so, yeah. um, you know, I, I was spoiled in that aspect. I got to learn from, from him and, uh, really took on to turkey hunting, especially, um, you know, at a real young age. And, um, when I was in middle school, he had one bird left in his grand slam and him and some buddies were going on that trip. And I desperately wanted to go on that trip with him. And, He's like, no, once you get to college, we'll start yours. You know, you're a little yeah. too young for the, for the men's trip. That's right. Uh, and so I think he was really just worried what I was going to tell my grandmother when we got back. That's right. <laughs> what all went on on the trip. But, yeah, that's right. Uh, anyways, they, they went on and he finished his slam. And, you know, I always just look forward to that. And when I got to college, uh, my first year of college, he, he passed away and he'd mm-hmm. been sick for about a year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, had, that had been really tough. One of, actually one of the last kind of outdoor memories I have with my grandfather was a turkey hunt and, wow. um, kind of the spring before that. And, and it was, a you know, it wasn't the most enjoyable hunt, you know, it was kind of a, a time he'd always told me that if, if you got where he couldn't hunt or fish, you know, it was about time for him to go. And so, yeah. um, you know, so I, that was a tough time for me. That was my best friend, my hunting buddy and, and losing him was tough. And, um, but my dad was also, you know, big influence in my life and both my grandfathers, like my whole family's kind of hunting family. And yeah. my dad was like, why don't you and I start your, uh, you know, do go on these trips, kind of in memory of your grandfather. He said, line up some trips and I'll pay for it. And, um, we'll go to some of these outfitters and, and do it. And I started looking at pricing and I was like, I'm not going to ask my dad to pay all this money and go on these trips. Like that just, you know, I know it doesn't make sense for us. I mean, we could do it, but you know, we don't need to spend the money on that right now. And, um, and I was like, what about it? What if we swap trips? Oh, yeah. you know, we've got an, an incredible farm with, with really good Turkey hunting. And, um, you know, what if we swapped it out? So anyways, got on a social app, found a guy that had posted a bunch of pictures of Miriam's in Colorado. And I, I messaged him and saw it asked him if he'd like to do a trade and he said i hear you guys have hogs in alabama any chance i could bring my son to try to kill our first hogs and i was like absolutely yeah right yeah you guys they're a nuisance to us can kill all of them that's right and so they came and you know kind of wrapped the story up he he had um him and his son both killed their first hogs my dad and i started went out there and started my grand slam and i was going through business school at the time and um you know was was really just like, like this could be a business idea. This was a great experience. We've developed a lifelong friendship with that guy. Um, and it was like, started looking at that opportunity and we kind of built our first basic site with about 20 people I knew around the country that had good hunting opportunities and fishing. And, 
uh, connected a few other people on swaps and got some proof of concept. And then we raised some money. We competed in some business plan competitions and uh, built the site we have now to, to really open it to the world. And, and now we've got trips in all 50 states and I think 13 different countries. My gosh. Then that's called the name of that business is trips for trade. It's just trips for trade.com. Yep. Trips for trade. And man, so that's got hunting, fishing, uh, seems like I saw, I mean, the, the condo, somebody wants to go to the beach. You've got everything in there. It's not just, it's not just a hunt for a hunt. You can trade anything you've got, right? Yep, exactly. So our four categories are outdoors, adventure, vacation, uh, and sports. So okay. hunting, fishing, beach condos, lake houses, season football tickets, yeah. skiing, whatever it may be, you can swap it. Very cool. Very cool. And I guess I'm assuming, I've not looked into it that much, but it, I'm assuming there's some kind of uh, you join or you become a member or a fee, an annual fee, or how does that work as far as that goes? Like? Exactly, yes. Yeah. So we didn't want to operate off of a transaction model because uh, we wanted to encourage going on multiple trips. We wanted to encourage people really building relationships with each other before they even make the trade and open communication there. Um, and so we run off of a membership model. Um, our primarily primary one is an annual at $125 a year. Um, we've got a premium option. We've got a monthly option. Um, and then we're really putting a lot of effort into like a corporate membership, uh, for companies that have kind of a large workforce, uh, spread out across the country. So yeah. a couple of different options there. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's no transaction fees, list as many trips as you want and go on as many trades as you want. Yeah, man, that's so cool. When did the grand slam of turkeys kind of first, uh, hit something for you as far as something there or the fascination with that. And, and as you share that, tell, tell us what the grand slam for those that don't know, maybe what, what the grand slam of, of the wild Turkey is. And when did that become something you were fascinated with and, and chasing after? Yeah. So, um, the grand slam is, is harvesting all four subspecies of turkeys across the U S and, um, you know, they're kind of geographically located in different areas of the U S and, um, you know, some States might have, two, maybe three species, but most of the time they only have one. And, um, and yeah, you've just got to go to different areas of the country. And I think it was something created, I think it was created by the NWTF, um, just as, um, a way to, you know, encourage turkey hunting and go in new places, turkey hunting and, and getting people outdoors. And it's just a, for turkey hunters, it's a, it's kind of the first achievement, I guess you would say that most people strive for outside of hunting their home state. And, uh, when they're looking to kind of experience some new types of hunting and, um, and for me that, you know, kind of in my story, it was, it was early on with my grandfather seeing him really finishing his grand slam and getting all four of the birds mounted and, and put them yeah. in our hunting camp. And, you know, I always just from a young age was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have my four, four turkeys one day mounted right beside granddaddy's. Yeah. And, um, and so I got that, that passion very early on. And I honestly would say that might've been, especially after he passed away, that was probably the f number one thing on my bucket list is I'm yeah. going to complete a grand slam in memory of him. And, um, and thankfully, man, that was best thing. But the great thing about this business is like, I was able to do that through swapping trips and save tens of thousands of dollars oh, probably gosh, yeah. on, on them and experience that with friends and with my dad. And, um, and then, you know, do that way sooner than I really ever thought I would. Like, I mean, realistically, if I was going to pay for these trips, you know, it would have been another five, 10 years probably before I did that. And, um, you know, this just made it possible as a, you know, as a college student. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So Slade, you got the, you got the grand slam and then tell me, walk us through the other different slams that there are. I know, you know, you got a grand slam, a world slam, a, 
uh, a U.S. Slam. What? What? Tell us about the different slams that, that are out. Like I said, the, like you said, the Grand yeah. Slam is kind of that first starting point. You venture outside of your local bird, uh, hit some other yeah. states. Uh, Florida is where you got to go for the Osceola, and uh, you start hitting that, and you, you get your Grand Slam of those four. What, what's the next step? What do you add to that? Yep, I think uh, for most people, the Super Slam, um, or the World Slam, I guess, would be the next step, which is adding the the Oscillated and the Gould. Uh, which are, um, I get primarily in Mexico, right? Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. I think I think both of those are located in Mexico, um, in different areas. But so you got those two, uh, which are um, make up the World Slam, and then you got the U.S. Super Slam, which are the lower forty-nine states. Yeah. Um, you're able to you know just harvest a bird in each one of those states, and that's something that I'm I'm currently working on. Uh, nice. You know, it's a it's a lifetime goal. Yeah. Um, and a lot of our members are are working on these slams as well. I mean, that that's the origin of our our company, and we've got a lot of turkey hunters. And if if anybody's looking to check off any of those slams, you know, that's going to be a lot of money built up over your lifetime, especially if you're doing the 49 states. Then, yeah. Um, you know. Through saving a thousand dollars to five thousand dollars on each of these trips by trading is you know makes a lot of sense over your lifetime so yeah um you know so that's something that i'm doing i think i'm up to i'm probably around 15 states right now so it's a long uh, several years out but uh but just trying to chip away at it every season right man now that's cool and that that has become super popular in, in just recent years just the pursuit of 49 birds and uh, again a turkey and, and and all the states that call them home and uh, who are some of the guys? I think Jason, you know, obviously uh, seemed like completed his, Jason Hart, this last year. Who are some other guys that you know? Are there several guys that have completed that, or is that a is that a, a pretty small group of guys? Or Who all do you know that has done that, the, the 49? Honestly, I haven't kept up with it too much. I do think it's a pretty limited group. Uh, yeah. I want to say Jeff Buds. I think he's yeah. well advertised through NWTF and kind of, the turkey hunting king or yep. you might would say he's uh he's really devoted his life to it and he's got all kind of slams that he's completed so yeah. I'm, I'm pretty positive he's done it maybe multiple times and then um yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure i know i've seen one or two other people that i have and i'm, I'm sure there's a handful more and probably people that we don't even know about sure but uh but yeah i saw jason completed his this year that was awesome yeah. i know he was it, i kind of, i think the ending maybe in, finished in mississippi with that's right guys and had a yeah. cool little story there so that was that was cool to see yeah the whole journey of chasing 49 i mean that's that's a cool thing to see you talking 49 birds and just a uh, again a lifetime of, of pursuing that and, and seeing the different parts of the country the different birds the way they talk man and and people that don't know or haven't traveled out beyond uh, their local region and, and pursue some of these other subspecies i mean it's it's crazy how the birds <laughs> react uh, how they sound different how they gobble different it's just such a cool cool experience uh, just yep. to see that happen but man take us back to this last spring if you will 2021 you were in the middle of a pretty, pretty cool opportunity to chase around with John. Is it Casimus? How do you say his last name? Yes, John Casimus. John Casimus. And tell us about what you guys set out to do in this goal to set some new records in, in this past spring season and, and how that went down. I know a lot of people got to follow that. Really a cool process and uh, just a cool opportunity you were in the middle of. And, and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Again, I know you've told the story plenty of times, but I know there's a lot of folks that have not heard what you guys got in the middle of and uh, walk us yeah. through what that that last spring looked like for you guys. Yeah, so John, you know, John's uh, has achieved a lot of a lot of success. He's a he's an avid outdoorsman, um, and 
he's he's a entrepreneur he's had a lot of a lot of business successes i guess his first big hit was uh, um a restaurant company called zoe's kitchen um they were i'm going to say over 200 locations across the country when he uh when they went public and anyways he's he's since exited that and um started several other businesses he's got crazy Cavs boys now which is um really on a, a rocket ship that is doing well for them again so he's about to have another probably really nice exit and and that being said he's he's a very uh high achiever and likes to do things that are uh exciting and um and, you know and he and he also just carries that over into hunting and yeah. um big bow hunter uh really likes turkey hunting but he's had most of his success has been in, in bow hunting and um and so we were out there and he, he loves turkey hunting too i love turkey hunting and, and we spent a lot of time together and he's been a kind of a mentor and now just a close friend of mine and um and he's one of our investors in trips for trade and anyways he's we were out there at the hunting camp during deer season and we we're like hey what what i wonder the uh he's like let's do the grand slam this year and turkey hunting um i was like i wonder how who's done it the quickest like yeah. let's see how fast we do let's do, let's, let's just like make a challenge um you know not like let's just do it in the season let's see how how quick we're like maybe if we did it in like a week uh that that'd be pretty dang quick um and john's also a pilot and has his plane so he's got resources you know sure. that that everybody has access to but uh so we we're just trying to do something challenging and, and kind of fun with it and um and then we looked and it's like i was like john somebody has done this it was actually jeff buds and them had yeah. done it and in, in the, the the record said 46 hours mm. and uh <laughs> we were like oh man this is a whole different different animal here now yeah no kidding uh, trying to get <laughs> four different birds across the country and under you know in under two days basically yeah um and so we uh we were looking into it and, and he's like well let's see if we can do it and so i started doing logistics and 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 i was kind of handling all the logistics and talking with different guys through trips for trade and um that we had that have different subspecies and um and we're like you know what i think we can do it i think we could actually do it in under 36 hours mm. um and so that was like what we said as our goal and john was like you know i don't want he, he likes to film all his hunts just to play back memories and all sure. and put on youtube and um it's like you know we don't want this to just be a you know a guy that's been a lot of success and kind of something that's not achievable for everybody else like let's let's make this a bigger bigger than that so yeah. he's like what if we we made it as a fundraiser for the nwtf made it fun for everybody and um and and i was like that's a great idea so we started got some sponsors and i think we had i don't know over twenty thousand dollars in in product and donations donated and we let people go in and kind of guess how quick they thought it could happen and um and anyways try to make it fun and we ended yeah. up rate i think a little over over twenty five thousand dollars is what we wrote a check to the nwtf for nice. um with doing that so really cool fundraiser just a just a unique event and um but ultimately what that was guys is um you know we we said all right we think that we can complete the grand slam our goal is under 36 hours so we called it under 36 uh knowing the record was 46 right but thinking with uh you know if we just thinking with our setup like we, we probably could get it done in under 36 so we started we did logistics and all and we figured alabama was going to be the toughest john has an incredible farm but anybody that's hunted alabama mississippi kind of some tennessee even yeah. um you know georgia these these birds just seem to be a little bit more difficult uh, right. than some of the other ones and so we're like well let's start even though logistically like flying wise it doesn't necessarily make the most sense let's start in alabama and um and that be our first bird and 
you know, originally I think we had, we had planned when we, when we started calling it under 36, we had planned to start at daybreak. Well, then after talking to the NWTF and, um, and the guys that were with Jeff on his hunt, we realized that they started theirs like at the first gunshot. And so that, then we're like, all right, well, you know, that, that gives us a little bit more time technically. Um, and, and thankfully it did because it, it, it played a huge effect because we struggled with the Alabama bird all morning. We were on them at, at daybreak, um, at John's farm and, we struggled with them all morning. Finally, at I think nine fifteen or something like that, um, was able to get catch one and and you know in a killable spot and uh, called him in and it was you know it was a perfect hunt. But it it took a struggle for the first three or four hours. That's right. And uh, and so we're running, we're trying to take pictures, we're hustling. We buzz over to the airport and 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 get on this plane and and take off to Florida. Um, and we had uh, we had a rental car waiting on us there. We ha- go over to uh, our our friend Paul's farm that is uh, that they were doing a trade swapping a deer hunt for the turkey hunt there. And Paul's Paul said, "Man, you're you're already late. They were the birds were in the in the uh, in the field this morning. Oh, like, they're no. close. Um, you know, you're gonna have to slip out there see if you can call to them without spooking them. And you know, they're close. Yeah. And so we." Uh, we, we set up and man, it was a roller coaster. We saw multiple different birds. They wouldn't work. They were on opposite sides of the field. They saw a decoy, didn't like a decoy. Like it was, we were really discouraged. It, it's getting down to like the last 15 minutes of shooting light and they're about to go to roost, you know, and we're like, it, we're not going to do it. If we don't kill this afternoon in Florida, it, yeah. we don't do it. There's no way of doing it. That's right. And so we're like, golly, we're frustrated. And I swear it wasn't, it was the last like 12 minutes and of, day, of daylight and two gobblers came out across the field. John ends up getting out of the blind, you know, and, and trying to ha- kind of halfway put a stalk on them because they're yeah. not working. And it was, it was funny, man. It was, you know, it wasn't a traditional just call them in strut and hunt, right. but, uh, but it was a, a trying to, you know, being creative and make it happen. And so yeah. he, he was able to, to kill the Osceola that afternoon. Well, we're high five and you know, we're going crazy. We're still on track and yeah. uh, we're, do- we're doing Instagram lives for everybody to, to follow along. There's I think several hundred, 500 plus people all trying to watch live. And um, you know, there's just a lot of excitement around this. So we yeah, man. take off and we've got uh, some other trips for trade numbers in Kansas. Um, a guy named Casey there. He was waiting on us um, to get there. We landed about 3 AM, I think in Kansas and he picked us up from the airport and took us over. We literally got a hotel. We had hotel rooms. We just showered and turned around and got back in the vehicle um, and went to the spot. He thankfully had roosted two birds for us, and, and that was the most picture-perfect hunt you could ever imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, super appreciative for his help there. And that, they got that done within the first 10 minutes of those birds' feet hitting the ground in Kansas. And so we're we're rocking and rolling now. Yeah. You know, we're Yes. So now, you, yeah, I was gonna say. So now you you you're feeling obviously the momentum because you you've got through. Um, I, I, people can say what they want, but I mean, there's no tougher bird than than what we've got here. The eastern turkey <laughs> just is is brutal, and and Florida can be you know will make or break you. I mean, as far as that goes too, depending on where you are, and and I mean that can be yeah. that can be a struggle even on private ground. People you think, oh man, no those those Osceola birds will get you and. Oh, you know, it can be feast or famine down there. And so you got the first two, and like you said, that was pivotal, you know, as far as whether that was going to happen. 
Uh, and that made everything. So we got those two done. You know, you, you had a little bit of uh, hope there, and you think, okay, we're now we're on, we're rolling. And, and you get there to Kansas, knock that bird out right off the bat. Textbook like you want it to happen. The perfect way for it to happen. So now you guys are – the momentum's building both on social media. You guys are fired up. And you think, hey, this is fixing to stink and happen and uh, quicker than maybe anticipated. And, and it's, it's, Paul, it's all playing out perfect. Uh, three yep. birds down, Kansas. So where do you go from Kansas? So we're, we load up, you know, we're, we're high five and we're, go, we're buzzing up to uh, South Dakota and we're another transfer trade guy hooked us up with um, a friend that uh, a place that he runs an outfitter up there on and big reservation. So kind of unlimited property to, to cover. Um, and the guy that's waiting on us there is uh, he's, he, you know, he's too, he's like, this is going to be easy. These birds can be dumb up that's here. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we're like this, we've got this in the bag and boy, if, if, if turkey hunting doesn't humble you, cause that's it right. did, we, we got there, we're set up on goblin birds inside of 75 yards coming to us yeah. at full film, everything and the clock is at like 25 hours and some change. Mm. And we're like, we're about to blow this record out of the water. That's right. And sure as it would have it, it turned into a rodeo. That bird saw something he didn't like. We didn't, we probably could have ambushed him, you know, slipped up to the ridge and shot him, but we were trying to get everything on film and right. um, the camera saved his life. But, um, you know, then it turned into chasing that bird around and wasting a couple more hours and, um, and then wasting the rest of the day on different birds. And, and ultimately like we, you know, John would have Graham was with him, which is probably the best caller in our group. And, um, and he was, he was with him to kind of have, make sure we had an expert calling yeah. ability and, um, uh, and, and just incredible hunter. So they were together and then I'm kind of scouting. And one of the other guys is kind of scouting, like just trying to have backup birds just right. to get this done. And, and I could have killed four miriams in the time and that in time our, our time our our window there yeah but john wasn't with me so mm. uh i mean i had birds in shooting range when i was just trying to scout right but, um so long story short man we spent the whole day couldn't get on birds and finally i'm connected back with john we're we chased after some birds we left the cameraman and it's getting the end of the day we're like at you know 35 hours or something and we're like well you know we just uh we've got a you know screw the camera we gotta we're gonna see if we can get this done yep. and we couldn't get it done so we're walking back to the truck just defeated yep. and the two of the camera guys and one of the other guys was sitting in the truck and they're like guys like we did the math and we're gonna have like 15 to 30 minutes of daybreak in the morning and we'll still be under the technical world record of, of 46 hours mm. and so we're like there's a little hot light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so, like, we didn't achieve our our 36 hour goal, but but it's like there's still a hope to kind of set set a new record. And um, and man, that next morning was one of the best hunts I've ever had in my life. Uh, wow. Graham, our caller, he his clothes had got all wet the night before, like he didn't even get to hunt. So I'm I'm sitting there calling for John. The other the film one of the camera guys is with us. One's in the truck and. And then the, that hunt, I bet we had 20 goblin birds in this section of woods, like the most unreal thing you've ever seen for a turkey hunter. Right. And we had one come out full strut, put on a show with a sunrise behind him. Mm. And when John shot him, it was, uh, yeah, the current record, I think it was 46 hours. And hours, uh, when he shot him and stopped the clock, 
it was at 45 hours and like 52 minutes. Oh I mean, we gosh. had like, we yeah. had like eight minutes to spare. Holy um, smokes. And we're, you know, I, their, their record, we're, you know, we know it was around 46 hours. Like we're not trying to be super technical. We don't know exactly. They didn't actually have a stopwatch. I don't think, I think sure. they just kind of rounded and also either way, man, it was a cool experience. And, we had a a blast doing it. Raised a bunch of money for the NWTF and yeah. um, got it all on film. That's on YouTube. You can just search at John Casimus and that'll come up and watch that kind of twenty minute film. And yeah. um, it was a lot of fun, man. Well, that's what I was going to ask you where where that under thirty six film was going to be. And sets on John's. You set on his personal YouTube page is where they need to find that. It is. Um, we might have it on Trips for Trade too, but okay. uh, but definitely at John Casimus. Um, and you'll, you'll be able to find that pretty quickly. Yeah, man. Very cool stuff. So dude, tell me this, man, who handled, I'm just sitting here hearing this story and I'm thinking, my gosh, the logistics of all this stuff. I mean, again, you're spinning nonstop. I mean, shucking gear, it's happening. Like you said, snap a few photos. We ain't got time for any more. Let's go and and (laughs) haul and tail to the, to the airport. I mean, just the logistics alone. I mean, who handled all that stuff? Is that, did you have somebody, uh, a team of that, or was it just a tag team effort with all of you guys, or did you have somebody as an assistant that was handling that, keeping you moving, uh, shucking and jiving as far as that goes? We had a lot of help. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. The logistics kind of fell into my category, okay. uh, getting sponsors and donations, and all that was kind of what I was handling, all of that stuff. Um, and so that – I'm not going to lie, that was a lot of work. Oh, I, yeah. spent, I spent hours and hours and hours and weeks – planning this thing um but again it took a team effort man i mean we had we had john one of his digital guys was helping with a lot of the marketing and branding um another guy on our team was helping with a lot of the organization and and sponsors and um how all that was going to look on the website yeah we had another another guy doing the website development to keep track of people's guesses and you know the the giveaway and then in donations and um then the camera guys john being the pilot you know john yep. john didn't sleep for the whole 46 hours yeah he, you know he hunted and he drove the plane across the country yep. and hunted again and while the rest of us slept on the plane yeah uh, yeah and so he uh you know he, we were all dead tired but and then the the guys that the trips trade guys that like paul and and casey and um you know, all the guys that were, were helping us set up for success, whether that was trying to roost a bird the night before, right. or, you know, scouting, scouting and running cameras for weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was just so, so many people involved in this. And, and I mean, we just, you know, it was a success. We didn't hit our record of 36 hours, but it was a success and we were all, all proud of it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, you know, one of the big things I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about is the fact that you guys didn't hit it under 36, but you saw that that you could and you know that's i guess what i'm looking at and hearing this story on play you know roll out and i'm thinking yeah they had one of those days we have them every year and it's usually the eastern turkey that does that to you ironically it was the bird that we 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 call the dumbest bird in the country or the easiest bird in the country and yeah um, at western Merriam's, and and that's the bird again oh everybody that ever chases any subspecies that's that's kind of the one they think oh we're gonna wrap this up we got it uh it's it's in the bag we all we've got left is that stupid bird out west and <laughs> and like you said man humbling humbling situation there for that and and um 
And that's probably no doubt the Lord just just humbling guys when that happened. The kind of stuff happens, you know. I always look at it. That's just that's the Lord's yep. sense of humor on that. But <laughs> but you guys got to see that it is doable. You know, yeah. it was, we had a fluke day, and it was uh, it, it kind of got us. But man, it is doable in in a crazy fashion. So I guess that begs the question. And I mean, is this something? Is under thirty six going to continue as as far as? Uh, a brand is a, as far as the thing is that a something in the works? Can you say whether that's going to happen this spring? Are you guys doing that, or other folks taking up the challenge to do so? What, what's under thirty six looking like going forward? Yes, yeah, so we left that. Um, we left the website. <clears throat> I'm checking that right now. Make sure we left the website up and running um, so that people could, if they wanted to, you know, we're more than happy to have this be a a thing that we help other people try to achieve. It wasn't like yeah. a we want to hold the world record and like nobody can ever beat it kind of deal. It was more of like, this is just something fun and excitement and yeah. we're going to raise a bunch yeah. of money for the NWTF and, and bring everybody along for this crazy adventure. Um, and so that, that's still under 36.com still pull up the page and uh, it's kind of got all of the details with how much was raised, how many memberships were gained and miles traveled. But we, um, you know, we're more than happy for somebody to try to try to break our record there and, uh, and we'll help you do it. But, uh, yeah. I think for us, we're, we knew we had the, I guess we proved to ourselves that we could have killed that other bird if we would have left the cameras behind, no doubt. Yeah. And and it would have been under like right at 25 hours or something like that. Right. Um, and, you know, so that, that was enough proof for us. I think for us, we're wanting to do something even more crazy. Um, John's, John's thrown out some, some wild ideas involving the, um, the the chasing 49 and possibly one season oh, gosh. Uh, some, some real crazy stuff like that um <laughs> but uh but yeah we're we're looking at doing some cool stuff we want to keep doing this and um i don't think anything's gonna happen this spring once once john tells this uh the company he's working now and has more free time i think we'll look into doing something yeah. something again but we had thought about even doing under 36 with uh with maybe um you know, make a wish kit or, yeah. you know, John's real involved with like some country singers and, you know, maybe doing something with like Luke Bryan or, or something like that. Just some kind of keeping it, keeping the buzz and some yeah. excitement. There. Um, we might, we might look at doing something there, but I think it's, it's maybe next spring or the spring after before we kind of keep it going. Yeah. Very cool, man. Now that's, there's endless opportunities, <clears throat> excuse me, endless opportunities for that. No doubt. Again, uh, like you said, I love the idea of taking, taking somebody along on that uh, that will never have that opportunity or, or keeping it fun with somebody that's uh, celebrity status. It would make it a hoot. You know, there's a lot of opportunities there going forward for sure. That's uh, very, very cool stuff. And, again, I love the fact that you guys made a fundraiser out of it, uh, brought membership up, brought some money to the table for NWTF and, and ultimately for the turkeys. And, uh, again, just awareness, man. I think people get in – uh, they just get in a rut no matter what it is. They get to struggling, uh, be it just the, the rut of COVID, be it the rut of, of work, whatever it is in, in life, and they, they get bogged down. They're struggling turkeys. And, and so for you guys to bring that to the table last spring and uh, just making you know turkey hunting, uh, putting a fresh spin on it, making it fun again for a lot of folks, and uh, just, again, letting people follow along on your journey it was, was fun to watch and to be able to see that and just – whether they were pulling for you or against you, man, it was it was cool to just to see that unfold semi live like that, or I guess ultimately live. And so, very cool stuff as far as that goes. 
Hey, let me ask you this, and I'm, I will wrap up here shortly. But as far as the, the Grand Slam, cause I do want I do want that people to see that opportunity and and to know that opportunity. I know there's a lot of people I talk to every year that are that are just like, man, how do I go about it? What do I need to do first? And so, just kind of in a in a quicker version, how do how do people go about that? What would be your uh, words of wisdom, uh, tips, advice for the steps, the basic steps to uh, someone achieving the Grand Slam, and and maybe it's where to go first, uh, and not not on a any kind of time frame as far as that goes. Not even necessarily talking about a single season Grand Slam, but what if it, yeah. what do folks need to know? What would you offer in the way of advice for people that are wanting to do the Grand Slam? How do they get started? Where would you recommend them starting? What are yeah. some basic steps someone needs to know about the Grand Slam? Maybe some things they never considered. Some of the uh, red flags or, or just different things you've seen along the way, the good, bad, and ugly on the Grand Slam. What, what do folks need to know? Yeah, so my advice, I guess, I think the NWTF has their website. I, I know when I was when we were preparing for this and trying to make sure we did everything right, they've got a they've got a map that shows the zones of each uh, each subspecies and which ones are hybrids. Um, and you know, I think to do it like completely by the book, you would say of like you're wanting to not not necessarily hunt hybrids you're wanting to hunt full-blooded subspecies and um so i would check out i'd go to the nwtf learn more about that and what their regions they're in um and you know i would say start you know start small start with your home area find somebody that can take you or if you've got property hunt your own property and um and there's a process you can you know you submit a form where you can register each of your birds within wtf and um you know have that officially registered and um you don't have to do that if you just want to do it on your own you can but um that's an option and then i would say you know just look at look at the next closest subspecies to you and and try there and um you know be prepared if you're going to go the outfitter route that uh florida osceola is probably uh gonna be the most expensive they're gonna there's a goal they know they got a gold mine down there because that's the only place Kill that Osceola. So, um, you know, be prepared to spend a little bit more money there if you're going the outfitter route. Um, but we've got, like I said, with Tristan Trade, I think we've got 15 or 20 Osceola hunts available for trade. And, um, you know, th- those guys might be interested in swapping with you and you could save several thousand dollars. So yep. um, that's an option. Then, then yeah, look at, um, you know, the next, just keep checking them off. And I would, you know, a lot of people, do end up you mentioned the single season grand slam i think that's kind of the next milestone the first milestone obviously i would say my progression let me say it this way my progression was um i wanted to tag out in my home state you know i wanted to kill five alabama's limit was five birds and and my first goal was i want to tag out one season um and i you know accomplished that and and then along the way, there were seasons that I could have tagged out and I didn't because I was taking people for the first time or taking right. friends, families. And that was, you know, the total tally of how many birds I, I called in was more important, you know, and those in other people pulling the trigger and just having those experiences was more important to me. That's but, right. um, you know, so I think mine was tag out first season and then, you know, it was my first milestone. Next milestone was a, a grand slam. The next milestone was a single season grand slam. Um, and then working towards the, the world slam and the super slam kind of at the same time. And, um, you know, so yeah, I guess my advice is check out the NWTF website, do some research on that zoning map of where those subspecies are, and then, then kind of put a game plan together on, do you want to save some money and and go the outfitter route? Or do you want to swap trips? Or do you got, you know, somebody in that area you could call that would let you hunt with them and, um, 
and just kind of go about it that way. Yeah, absolutely. What a great opportunity, again, every year for us and taking our friends, family, whoever it is, to get in the outdoors and, uh, again, just taking somebody out there that's never had the opportunity to experience hunting, uh, experience God's creation, and uh, we've got a got a work cut out for us every year with that opportunity just to bring new people along uh, on that journey. Man, there's so many people that don't get to see what we see, hear what we hear, and there's no greater time than to do that in the spring turkey season, and uh, I love it, man. And so, dude, I really appreciate your time today, and I uh, look forward to following along and uh, seeing what you guys get into this spring and where you're heading and all the good stuff that comes down the pipe for you. And then, of course, obviously, uh, look forward to hearing what's coming as far as the next big challenge for you guys and what y'all undertake as far as that goes. So tell us real quick before we roll, man, where can people find you? Be it um, your businesses and opportunities, all the different things on social and everything else you got going. Absolutely, man. So the best place would just probably be on social at at Slay Johnston, uh, Instagram, Facebook, any any of the social outlets, um, just at Slay Johnston. And then Trips for Trade, we have uh, just tripsfortrade.com. Um, my email there, Slade at tripsfortrade.com. Phone number, I'm, I'm available, man, 205-499-3858. If you got questions there, thinking about trading, wanting help on your on your Grand Slam or anything, reach out and, and I'll do my best to help. And um, and two, I, you know, something that we've added, kind of added to the portfolio in the last two months is, is real estate. So we've been working with people with, with buying and selling land through Trips for Trade for, you know, the whole time we've been in business. And yeah. um, I now have my real estate license and I'm working with Tut Land Company, too. And, you know, so if anybody has interest in, in buying a hunting farm or uh, or selling one and, and, you know, maybe upgrading to something else, then uh, then we'd love to, to be a resource and help you out there as well. So you can just cool. give me a call. Very cool. Good stuff, man. Slade, God bless you, dude. Take care and have a great spring season, man. Keep me posted on what you get into down that way. All right. Thank you. You as well, man. Thanks for having me on. You bet. All right. That's going to wrap things up for us. We do appreciate you following along this week. As for us, we'll be continuing to ramp up towards spring turkey season with content here on the podcast as well as social media, so be sure to check that out. If you haven't done so already, be sure to check out the huntingroots.com website. There you'll find some merch, hats, shirts with all proceeds going to help our youth shooting sports, our camps, retreats in the summer and springtime. Our turkey camp's coming up here real soon. If you're in Alabama, Mississippi, or Tennessee, be sure to check out the turkey camps, teach and train events we've got going on again in Tennessee, Mississippi, and Alabama. It's a weekend camp all about turkey hunting. It's again much like our bow hunter camps in the summer. But this one is all straight up turkey, so we're fired up about those. Again, coming up real soon, end of February, first couple weeks of March, prior to the youth seasons in each of those states. It's going to be a ton of fun. If you know somebody that needs to hone their skills as a young man or turkey hunting, uh, looking to get started, never done it, wanting to figure out what it's all about, that's what this weekend is for. So be sure to check that out, huntingroots.com. And finally, guys, if you're liking what you're hearing, be sure to take a few moments to go in and write us a review, give us a five-star rating. Again, that helps us as we continue to build this podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, your family all about what's going on here. We look forward to seeing you back next week. Shoot straight. God bless.